Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. And if you aren't, we don't care. No. We're going to keep doing it. Absolutely. It's a good opportunity to sit with my friend Tom, have a few brews, and do what we usually do, which is, I don't know, talk weird about pop culture. <laughs> yeah, and enjoy some great beer. But uh, but thanks for joining us on uh, whatever day or platform you happen to be consuming us with. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for this one. I think you might be even more pumped than me. I'm very pumped. I'm very pumped for a couple of reasons. One, this has... We've teased it already. This has been, barring a reevaluation by my friend group, this has been deemed the best beer we've ever had. Wow. High praise from this uh, almighty group. Yeah, almighty almighty group of <laughs> slight alcoholics <laughs> with too much cash. Yeah, and you've recently given a beer on this show a perfect score. So, I did. Yeah. I did. And prior to that, I think this was... My only other perfect score, if we're talking about... That's not true. I don't even think I gave this a perfect score because I, <laughs> I was so in love with another sour. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think as far as my hype level for this, um, you know, I'm pretty excited. And it reminds me of the time that The Dark Knight Rises was coming out. I think at, at the moment, that was one of the most hyped movies I was ready to see. I don't know if you agree with that. So interestingly enough, I was more hyped to see the original Dark Knight. Oh, I watched that trailer at least 500 times. Was that uh, pre or post Heath Ledger's passing? It was pre. It was pre. Okay. So it hadn't come out. I don't know if you remember, but when I got my first Mac for college, that was actually the year, I think, like 2008. It was the year that yeah. The Dark Knight was coming out. That was back when one of the main ways to, to consume trailers was via Apple <laughs> yes itunes yes that's exactly yeah. it it was itunes and i found right. the movie trailers i was like oh my god yeah. this is great and that trailer was just phenomenal i i agree but we should probably say what what it is which we haven't done yet well um, i mean we can give a hint real quick talk about uh, hype level it literally says overrated on the can <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we are going to drink le jus or le juice yes it's really it depends on I guess where you are in America, if you want to mispronounce it, by our friends over at Alarmist Brewing. Oh, we love them. Big fans. Yeah, we recently did an Alarmist beer, which we really enjoyed as well. I think this is going to be a little bit different, but we'll just give you the quick rundown. Uh, this is another IPA, 6% alcohol, so you know, you're getting a, a lot in your can. Uh, the description is pretty interesting. It says, this is our flagship New England-style IPA. Did we mention it won the 2018 and first ever GABF gold medal for Hazy Juicy IPA? I think they did just mention that. The other thing it says here is oozing with hop flavor from mosaic and citra hops. We, we've had some of that in the past. A bit of lactose for body and underlying sweetness. Hazy, juicy, whatever the kids use to describe the style these days. And then it says overrated again. So... Is this like how hipsters try to get ahead of, you know, like their ironic like for something by saying it's overrated or what, what's going on there? I think there's been a trend where, and I found this, I did the, um, I did an advent beer calendar this past year where they partnered with 
local breweries, 24 of them, everyone sent in a can. And I thought for sure that there would be, maybe half of them would be IPAs or hazy IPAs. And there were maybe two or three IPAs in there. And it almost felt like this IPA craze, uh, in, in particular the hazy IPAs, like they were sensing that that these breweries were sensing that this is what people were expecting of them, and so they tried to go in a different direction. And I was disappointed because there's a reason that it's popular. People like it. Yeah. Wow, we're going to dive deep into <laughs> We're going to go deep into Nickelback here. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking about things that are, are popular, that go through the backlash cycle, and there's a lot that comes to mind, but I, I want to wait until I try it before I really just go into those takes. And hopefully... You'll taste the Mosaic Hops, which would be the time that I shout out my good friend Dylan, who is an absolute whore for Mosaic Hops. <laughs> oh, wow. Keep keep your Mosaic away from him, ladies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers, Vince. Cheers, Tom. What the? All right. Okay. Not, not an overwhelming smell. Mm-mm. I think you're going to find this very crushable. This is going to be interesting because for the first time, I think... I'm very familiar with the beer, and you have no idea of what to expect. No, I don't so. know. I've, I've never had this at all, so here we go. My, my first virgin sip. Ooh. Shit, that's fresh. <laughs> that is fresh, baby. It's fantastic. Wow. I'm going to have another one right now. Yeah. We're going to take a 12-minute break while Tom just downs this <laughs> sip by sip. Yeah, I might have to shotgun it. Um, yeah, that was just very refreshing. It kind of just jumped off the page. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's smooth. It's like watching... To be honest, it's like watching any Aaron Sorkin show. The conversation just flows. Oh, that whole walk and talk. Wow. You're like, all these people are so smart. <laughs> How could they be so smart? It's because they're having their lines fed to them. But also, yeah. it's impressive and it's enjoyable. And that's hard to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the walk and talk is the staple of the Aaron Sorkin genre. And I just, I feel like the biting, intelligent insults that are peppered throughout yes. his his movies and shows are, I mean, they're amazing to see, but then you're also like, people don't talk like this. No. And, and that's my question is, people don't talk like this, but Aaron Sorkin thinks that people do talk like right. that. So with that in mind, do you want to hang out with Aaron Sorkin? Do you want to bring him to the party? <laughs> I mean, he would probably be a tough hang for a, a lot of reasons, but at the same time, he, he is pretty funny and smart. So, like, I would say maybe, like, three out of every ten happy hours, he's, like, the hit of the happy hour. But he's that funny smart where he's like, I know that I'm funny and I'm smart. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't laugh at this joke, it's because yeah. you're dumb, not because I didn't deliver it. What's your favorite Aaron Sorkin uh, story? What do you like? Are like, we saying like story? Like, well, let me watch my stories, like the show. No, I mean, like, what's your favorite thing that he's done? Uh, again, like physically or movies, artistic? TV, movies? and all I'm right. not talking about okay. his daily life. I mean, <laughs> I do you know. run in him at the gym? Are you spotting him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I saw Aaron Sorkin. He was cranking some dumbbells recently. Dude, this guy, <laughs> this guy walked in and he put six forty fives on each side of the bench, and then he said. Excuse me, I gotta pee, and he never came back. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't wipe down a station. No. <laughs> um, you can listen to our Aaron Sorkin workout podcast after this. But uh, since you don't want to answer the question, I, I'll answer the question. <laughs> it was very confusing. I'm okay. like, listen, I don't know this guy's life. 
<laughs> okay. I honestly, I think that it is probably. Uh, golly, I really love the newsroom. <laughs> oh man, I was hoping you weren't gonna say that. You had to know I was going to, though, dude. The I mean, I haven't seen the newsroom, but I have seen the the inciting scene from the newsroom with Jeff Daniels. It's, listen, if you can put your politics aside, it's well done. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely that's that's some pulpy Aaron Sorkin stuff. But that, that's another thing that the newsroom is another example of something that, you know, was good and then kind of got run through the ringer for Yeah. I don't want to say no reason, but just because because we kind of got sick of Aaron Sorkin. Well, I also like I I shudder to think what would have happened in the Trump era if that show had still kind of gone through. I mean, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think been... it would have gotten eighteen seasons in a movie. We'd still be watching it. Yeah, right. I'm I'm glad that it didn't that 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 didn't happen. Basically, we don't we don't need another politically driven thriller. Um, my answer is going to be a little more uh, populist. I have to go with the Social Network. I think the most populist answer is the West Wing, if we're being honest. I but see the West Wing was kind of before my time. I've never seen it. I know I'm sure I could right. catch up on it. I also I recently rewatched the Steve Jobs movie and that was pretty good. I wouldn't say it was the best thing he's done. Well, which but one? The one with Fassbender? The, the one, or one with Michael with Fassbender. Ashram Kushman. Nah. Not the, <laughs> the Ashton Kutcher one was basically like, who's a guy that really looks like Steve Jobs? Here's here he they is. They got the same nose. <laughs> it's like it's like, oh my god, he's got the nose. Right, the he's nose. The chosen one. The nose and like the hairstyle. They did make him look. Michael Fassbender conversely does not look at all like Steve Jobs, but I thought he kind of embodied the persona very well. Well, we've talked about this. Michael Fassbender's played a robot in <laughs> in a movie. Right. Right. What what was that? Was that Prometheus? Yeah, in Prometheus, yeah, guy is a stud. At playing robotic, non-emotional right. beings, and I also think that Aaron Sorkin he tends to structure everything like a play, in that like it's a lot of things are happening in one area, and convenient meetups are created so that people can you know have scenes together. Dude, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but that's that's just his style. To planning a party with this guy's got to be a nightmare. Oh, no, no, okay, God, okay. Yeah. And I want I need I need these four at this table because <laughs> Sally. Has a disagreement with Don. Right. Oh, wow. I guess we're going full <laughs> madman here, huh? Sally has a disagreement with Don. And Betty will always side with Don unless it's about super soakers. Right. And guess who the fourth guest is? The inventor of super soakers. <laughs> oh, no. I think is, if I'm not mistaken, is like a literal rocket science. He's a genius. In this uh, in this alternate universe where we're planning a party with Mad Men cast members, is <laughs> is Roger Sterling just in the corner like cracking jokes and uh, getting it hammered? I don't I don't think Roger Sterling's in the corner of any room or party. <laughs> Only to get a refill, I, I would guess. But Roger Sterling would speak at his own funeral. <laughs> He'd find a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I I know that we've been pretty locked into Aaron Sorkin, but. I think it's mostly because I don't really have that many profound things to say about this. This is just a really, really delightful thing to drink. And there's nothing profound to say about an Aaron Sorkin show, except <laughs> it was good. Right. Or an Aaron Sorkin movie. It was well done. Yeah, it definitely, he he's very good at just transporting you into a world and like making the stakes very intense. And like it feels like, oh, wow, like I'm really 
really watching a dramatic piece of, of work. And then, then you turn it off and it's like, okay, well, I guess that's all done. We can go home. Isn't that what it's like? I mean, I guess what's the last piece of film or TV that you watched that you could not just turn off and go home, you know? Like, what's the one that's stuck um, with you? I mean, when I saw Midsummer in theater, I was pretty disturbed by that for multiple days. I still haven't seen that. Oh, God. I've heard it's it's wild. It is. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but if you have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it involves uh, a bear, and it is not, it's not good. Oh, is it like Grizzly Man? <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you know what I'm it's talking really about, It's really difficult though? for me to talk about this movie without spoiling it, but let's just say the opening scene involves uh, a dual parent suicide, and it, oh, and it gets worse God. from there, okay? So, no, I mean... Good Lord. Ari Aster, who made that movie and... Uh, hereditary and invitation yeah he has a very unsettling anxious tone to his films that are not at all existent in the aaron sorkin universe so now is hereditary remind me hereditary is the the one where is oscar isaac comes back from war and he's just not right oh no 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 what is this that is one? <laughs> this which one is that I, i'm trying to i don't think i've even there's heard like of this a field one. there's a, a field i think it's oscar uh oscar isaac and and maybe amy adams i know i don't know now this I think one i'm mixing up arrival there have been like four or five movies <laughs> with single word titles that are all sound very profound. Yeah, I feel like we there's a whole other podcast coming up where we just go through Oscar Isaac's career because it is weird. It's been a weird run. I've never done it. I've never done. He didn't even show up on my radar until Star Wars. Oh well, we can have this conversation another time. I think right now it's time to try this out of the glass. Sure. Which we haven't done. Well, at least I haven't done. I don't. I don't think I've ever had Lejuan. Let yeah. me ask you this, Vince. So, when did your friend group decide that this was the greatest beer you'd ever had? I'm curious. So, we're a very, unfortunately, analytical group in general. And so there's, like, we're the, we're the group of people who's like, oh my god, you guys have a problem in Excel? Cool. Well, let me, let's write a macro for it. Let's figure that out. Um, and so what ends up happening is rather than just say, oh, this is great. We ended up doing all these blind taste tests. And it became a problem because we started blind taste testing wine. And we didn't do it in like the professional way where you swish it around your mouth and then you spit it. We just drank them. (laughs) That's usually frowned upon in the wine community. But this kept, you know, this just kept coming up in with other IPAs, with other hazies. Blind, we did our best to, you know, put our prejudices aside. And every time, Leju kept winning. And that's how it became dubbed the best beer we've had so through trial and error and uh analytics i mean you guys really you really brought the sports science to we're basically the cleveland browns (laughs) oh so you have a tortured history of uh traumatic defeats in your past as well (laughs) no but i wanted to hear you talk about it (laughs) you just really wanted to get me going huh yeah talk about paul brown everyone tell me what you think about paul brown (laughs) well i know that uh he had two football teams and they have both been historically incredibly pathetic um but at least on the brown side they did have jim they had the jim brown era and the autogram era you know Mm -hmm. back in the 40s and 50s and 60s but you know hey got to give the browns credit they 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 had a nice year last year they they beat my steelers in the playoffs but let's not forget 
where where you came from, Browns fans. The mistake on the lake. <laughs> and also, I just had uh, I had a sip of this for the first time out of the glass, and it's it's just as good. I don't really have much else to add. Yeah, it's very good. It opens up a little more. I think it's a little floral. Yeah, I, I also I wasn't expecting. Although it is a hazy. Oh yeah, you can't see through this. You can't see. It's it's quite uh, it's quite hazy. This is the kind of like this is basically the clarity that you would expect of the water in like either Lake Placid, the movie, the movie, not the actual yeah. Lake, Lake Placid, Anaconda. Oh, you know, pretty much any freshwater. Attack movie. I would also add uh, the real Lake of the Ozarks is pretty grimy as well. Pretty disgusting. Yeah, and and also I just want to say for people who have seen the show Ozark, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I love that um, you said the real Lake of the Ozarks <laughs> is pretty grimy. Like we were talking about the fake Ozark. Already. We were talking yeah. about this off, <laughs> off camera. We did. Yeah. I, well, off the, mic. the reason I, I'm bringing it up again is like I just think that that show has a a gross misrepresentation of what the Ozarks is actually like. People think, oh, it must just be full of meth heads and, and criminals. And it's just it's just people that get drunk in the summer and they, they drink Bud Light and they go to dockside bars called uh, Shady Gators. That's Shady really Gators. what it's like. Shady Gators. Yeah, that's a real place. I've, I've been there before. So. so we had in Grand Bend, Canada, Ontario, Grand Bend, Ontario, Canada, there was what was known as the Growlin' Gator. So, oh, interesting. Didn't know the gators growled <laughs> or resided in Canada. I don't think they did. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Wolves do. Yeah, and this was was this easily accessible from the Detroit area? I know Canada and Detroit yeah, a couple, are pretty close. A couple hours, a couple hours away. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you want to have a good good time in the summer, especially if you enjoy Anheuser Busch products, Lake of the Ozarks is the place to go. It's okay. not the place to uh, run a Brazilian or Mexican cartel. Now, given that we're on Ozark, how do you feel? How did you feel at the start when you found out that Jason Bateman was doing the books for a cartel? Spoiler, sorry. Guess what? You find out in the first episode. <laughs> you so find out in like the first 10 minutes. So yeah. yeah I, if there's one actor that I would never assume would be cooking the books for a cartel, it's probably Jason Bateman. <laughs> yeah, at the same time, people said that about Brian Cranston and cooking meth, but look how that That's turned out. That's true, yeah, he's a great meth cook. Yeah, well, meth chef. I'm actually going gonna, gonna to tie this back. So this is kind of like my pilot experience with this beer. As a matter of fact, it is. Mm-hmm. And I thought Ozark had one of the best pilots I've ever seen. I thought they they packed in like a season's worth of plot in that first episode, and from the start, I was just hooked on it and i feel the same way about this like i i I love this beer i i feel like this beer is an old friend even though it's not yeah and uh with that in mind i'm gonna give this a 4.5 out of 5 toms i'm very very happy with it i just can't the way that you hype something up and then i'm expecting it i'm waiting for him like he's gonna drop the five he's gonna drop the five and you don't you even come close I feel like there have been a couple episodes where I've like chiefed up your you, <laughs> rating. You're dying for me to, to give. I out want. A five. I want the Tom Five. Right. Well, I think we I, all. Do. I'm not saying that this isn't fantastic. I mean, four point five out of five is a great score. So listen, I'm willing to. I'm willing to do this. I'm an easy grader. I'll give it the five. I'll give it the five that it wants and it deserves. Just like you know, Heath Ledger got the posthumous Oscar. Yeah. 
that we all wanted him to have, that he wanted, and that he deserved for The Dark Knight. Right. I love that trailer. I thought it was fantastic. I love this beer. I think it's fantastic. I open this beer. I drink this beer. It is fantastic. I watched that movie. It was fantastic. It's The Dark Knight, baby. All the way across the board. And you know what? I, I can't even fault you for thinking that. You know, I just... I, I don't even want to denigrate it. I, I'm having a great time with this beer. And I'll give out a five someday. We, we don't know. We don't know when it'll <laughs> oh, be. God. I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> At this point now, I almost don't want to give it just to continue yeah, you probably to, shouldn't. to irritate you, should be, you. There has to be, there has yeah. to be like an absolute... Right. You just can't not give it out, you know, situation. <laughs> yeah, well, for, for Vince's friend group, uh, I know I haven't met most of you yet, but, you know, don't hold it against me. That I still think it's great, and, and I'm all for it. I'm Team Leju for sure. Well, I think with that, maybe we should wrap up. I think so. Uh, it's been a great time sitting here with you, Vince, and, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Please make sure to follow our page on uh, Instagram at friday.night.beers. We've got some good content on there. And, you know, if you're an Apple listener, we'd love to, you know, hear from you in the review and rating section. I think that'd be fun, right? Yeah, and honestly, if you're an Apple listener or just a fan of interesting comments you should read some of those reviews for yourself oh yeah there's there's some good ones on there already but we don't we don't want to spoil that for you either uh, but until then i'm tom and i'm vince this has been friday night beers where we have clear eyes full cans moss booze thanks a lot <laughs>